Okay, today's daf is Psachim, daf Yud Aleph. We are on Yud Amabez, the Mishnah, about eight or nine lines from the bottom. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer. Rabbi Yehuda says like this, Boitkin Arya Dalid, you check, we'll, we'll read the Mishnah the way it looks like, you know, in the beginning, and then we'll see what the Gemara uh, explains, what the Mishnah means. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Boitkin Arya Aba Asr. So you have to check, Arab, you know, the night before uh, Yantif, you check for Chaman. So Ba'ab Asr Shachris, next morning you check again. When you're burning chametz, you check a third time. So three times a charm. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you check three times. Okay? They don't check uh, three times. It depends. If you didn't check the night of the 14th, so then then the next morning, go do bedikas chametz. You worked the overnight shift. Okay, next morning, do bedikas chametz. If you didn't check on the 14th, now there's two ways to learn this. Rashi learns it means before you burnt the chametz. I'm gonna go with Taisus because that's how we paskin. It means that let's say you didn't check Arab Pesach. When should you check? Uh check on Yantif. If you didn't check on Yantif, check after Khalamait to make sure that nothing falls into your food. So that's what the Chacham say. Okay, we'll see what the Gemara takes out from this Mishnah. Then there's a line here, which really has nothing to do with this Mishnah, should have been in a previous Mishnah, and the Gemara there brought it down. Whatever is left over after you do B'tikas Chometz, put it, hide it somewhere, so you don't end up needing to check again. Why was that? So we have three, a few different ways of understanding that last part of the Mishnah. Maybe a mouse is going to take it in front of us, that would be one concern. Or maybe you left not, you left ten, and you found nine. So you have different uh, different reasons why you should be careful when you have your chametz left over. Make sure that yani chenu betzina. So the the last part of the Mishnah is not going to be the focus of the Gemara, as we spend time on Daftes discussing it. We're going to discuss the beginning of the Mishnah that Rabbi Huda said this three times to check, and the Chachamim say. Seemingly, there's four times to check. So what's going on here? My time with the Rabbi Huda. Why does Rabbi Huda hold you need to check three times? This is how the Gemara learns it at this point. Now, we never heard of this checking three times for Chametz. But my time with Rabbi Huda, so the Gemara says, Rabbi Chistav, Rabbi Rav Huna, Rabbi Tarvayu, they both said, Keneget Shalosh Hashbasais, Sheba Taira. There are three times, or three different ways, the Taira says to get rid of your Chametz. How so? Three times it tells you uh, to get rid of your chametz, make sure you don't see it, make sure it's not found, and get rid of it. So three times. So there's a mitzvah or maybe an asmachta that chachamim are just putting it on a pasuk that one needs to check three times. Rabbi Yosef asked the following question. We have another brysa, and from that brysa, there's a subtle, you know, diuk we can make from that brysa that shows that that is not what the Mishnah means. But what does the brysa say? Rabbi Yehuda, Aimer, Kol Shalai Badak Bishloi If you did not check in one of these three times, Shuv Enoi Baidik, then you have no other option. You lost out on your chance for Badikas Chametz. What does that sound like? When I tell you, you had three chances, right? That means you only have three chances and not more, but it also means you don't have to check three times. There are three opportunities to do Badikas Chametz. If you missed it, Mikan Ve'elech, you know, you can't. What do you see from there? 
Tamachloikis, and our Mishnah is not based on psukim three times. It says hashbasa. You have to check three times. We're talking about you know checking uh, checking vegetables here three times is some type of chazaka. We're not talking about that. We're saying the three available times that you could check. So alma mikan ve'ela chudapligi. From here. Going forward is the machlekes. The machlekes is the Rabbi Huda holds. You only have up until the the soivzman chametz. After that, don't check. Why not? We'll see in a moment. Why not? Um, and the chachamim say no. You have plenty of time. Meaning, if you messed up, you could even check on yontif. So what do we see from here? That the there's no take away erase the, the previous two lines of three three times checking. Right? We don't have to check three times. All you need to do is check once. Marzutra Masni Hachi, Marzutra taught it like this. Master Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda Aimer, Koshle, Baba Bechem, Bechem, Shlosha, Prakamel, Shivane, Baba. If you didn't check one of these three times, you no longer have to check. I mean, you no longer could check. Alma. The machlekes is again. This is more explicit than the previous brisa here. It clearly says that once you finished, uh, that, that these are only options of when you could check, but there's no obligation to check three times. Okay. Ella Rabbi Yehuda Nami Imlei Bada Kamer. So it must be when our, let's relook at that mission when Rabbi Yehuda says, "But can our Yadalo to Vidal Shachos or Shasabi or three p- possible times?" He's Talking in a case, im loy badak. If you did not check, you failed to check for chametz. The night of the fourteenth. So the next morning, you have a second chance, and you have a third chance during the time of the chametz. So what's the machlekes? What's the machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and the chacham? And it's very important to understand this machlekes because that's going to be the rest of the daf. Vahacha bahak miflagi marsa Rabbi Yehuda holds mikami isurein. When if you would find the chametz, it is not usher yet. Meaning you could still eat it. It is not an Isser Daraisa. So then you could still check for Hametz. But Basar Isura, once the Isser kicks in, which means after Chatzais, Loi, one cannot check. Why not? Ah, Gzeiro Dilma Asila Mechamine. What's the point of checking for Hametz? Right? What's the point of Batikas Hametz? So we, we spoke about this briefly. This is a tremendous sugya. And it sounds like from the Gemara that you might find something good and you might eat it on Yantif. So therefore, do B'dikas Hametz before Yantif so you don't find something and eat it. So Rabbi Yehuda is saying, why would I tell you to go now look for Hametz on Pesach? If you're going to look for Hametz, you might eat it. So better that I tell you, you know what? You forgot to do B'dikas Hametz. Don't look for, don't look for Hametz. Ah, you're going to tell me, maybe I'll be over by Yiroh by Yimatzeh. You did bittel, as we saw a few times already. If you do bittel, you're not over, you're not violating Balyura, Balyamatse. There's a Gezeira Durabanan that I might come to find something. Okay, so why would I tell you to go look for it to get to, to avoid finding something on Pesach that you're going to eat? It doesn't make any sense. Rabbanan and Rabbanan say, no, we're not concerned that you're going to eat this food. And therefore, you should, in fact, do Bedikas Chametz. Many want to learn from here that according to the Chachamim, Bedikas Chametz is not based on, I might find something good. If you look at the first, I think it's the first Rashi in the Masechta, uh, not the first Rashi, the uh, third Rashi, Rashi holds that the reason why you, you do Bedikas Chametz is because that if we just relied on Bittal, that I would 
say all my chametz is batal, maybe I wouldn't be sincere. If, and if I'm not sincere, then the bittal didn't work. So when you do bedikah, you get rid of all the chametz. Even if you're not sincere, you don't have anything left. So really the bedikah is not, I might find something good, is I might not have my full intent when I do bittal. And therefore, it could be that even in this case, we want you specifically to go do bedikah's chametz. But this is the machlekes. Rabbi Yehuda holds, I'm concerned that you're going to find chametz on Pesach and eat it. The Chacham say, no, I'm not concerned that you're going to eat it. Therefore, do, in fact, in fact, you should do Bedigas Hametz. Before we finish the Gemara, I just want to say we do Paskin like the Chachamim. We're going to see why. What about the concern that I might eat it? We'll see that in a, in a few minutes. But as of now, we hold that if one did not do Bedigas Hametz, you should still do Bedigas even once the Isser Hametz kicks in. So where does this come up? Let's say you're renting a car on Chalamite. So even though your rent-a-car officially cleans, you know, you know, in between rentals, but they're not doing bedikas chametz. They are just vacuuming, at least on the surface, that people should know, should think that it's clean. But you should do a bedika. You don't need to have a whole, you know, flashlight and, and candles and, and, you know, feathers. But you should look around when you rent a car. I, I guess any, anything that's accessible, you don't have to start you know, opening the hood and all these other things. Anything that's accessible, the, the glove compartment, the cup holders, you should be looking when you rent a car. Or let's say you're in a hotel for Pesach and, and they switch rooms. They tell you or you're complaining, whatever, it smells in your room, whatever it is. It, it, you know, your room is a bad room, making too much noise next to you. So you switch rooms mid-Pesach. Halach is you have to do a new bedika Badikas uh, chametz, even though the hotel officially is clean, they're not checking for pay, for chametz. It could be someone left, you know, a, a granola bar or something somewhere. So you would, in fact, need to do badikas chametz even on Pesach itself. Okay. Next, let's let's remind ourselves of the machlekes between the Chum and Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a concern if I'm allowed to if I'm allowed to uh, do badikas chametz now, I might actually eat it. And according to the Chachamim, we are not concerned you're going to eat anything, and therefore you should, in fact, do your B'dikas Chametz. So the Gemara asked like this. Normally if you found Chametz on Pesach, you'd have to burn it, but here this B'dika, it's not even your Chametz that you're finding. Do you still have to burn it? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the question is, if I pick it up, am I, am I now owning it now? Is there a problem? So yes, you would have to burn it. We will discuss, perhaps if you sold your chametz, let's say in your home, you found chametz in your house, and you sold your chametz, right? So can I take this chametz and chuck it into the, the sold you know, closet? So it seems like yes, but we're going to see it just you know, in, a, in, in a few minutes. There might be a concern of a person handling chametz on Pesach. But very, very good question. It happens to be in the hotel or the car dealership. It's better because that's not your chametz. But there is still a concern you might eat it on Pesach, so therefore you should make sure that it's clean prior to getting in there. Once you find it, you would, you would in fact have to burn it. That's the halacha. Okay, you could flush down the toilet probably, but you'd have to get rid of it. Okay, so the machlekes says Rabbi Yehuda holds there's a concern if I'm allowed to, if, I, if you allow me to do bedikas chametz, I'm going to end up eating something. And the cham say, no, we want you to do bedikas chametz. So the Gemara asks on Rabbi Yehuda, Does Rabbi Yehuda in fact hold that a person might end up eating chametz or eat things that you, that, that you know, while you're being busy with something, you might actually end up eating it? But now we learned in the Mishnah. So just some background of the Mishnah. The halacha is like this, that... When Bizman Beis they used to bring the carbon Oimer on Tezayin Nisan, which is the first day of Cholamoid in Eretz Yisrael, that's when we start counting your Sphira Sa'imer. 
So they used to bring the crop. Up until that point, one would not be allowed to eat the new uh, crop. The, it's called chadash. Chadash is aser menatayra. That the five grains, anything that that uh, that took root before this Pesach, one cannot eat, and that, that's an isra of chadash. Once the carbon is brought, you are now allowed to eat from the the, the new grain. That's chadash. The word yashan is a made-up term. There's no such thing as yashan. People say they keep yashan, but the truth is they're just being makbid not to eat chadash. So they call it yashan because that's the flip side of it. Just by the way, how, how come in America many people will not be makbid on yashan? I mean, Minneapolis, most, uh, most of our stores, most of our, of our kosher restaurants are not going to be yashan. So what's the heter? So if, look, we're going to see this thing in Misathus Kedushin and Misathus Menachos, but there are three basic heter. Even though the Mishnah says it does apply in Chutz Laaretz, so one heter of the Ramah is that it's a suffix, and that since... Uh, we don't know which year the flower is from, and the truth is, I work in Ashkacha. Most mills will add in flour from different years to get a certain protein level, a certain gluten, whatever. So you, there really is a good suffix. There's a suffix if the flour that I have in my bag is it from this year or, for, or it's from last year. In some cities, it's a vada; it's old, right? So that's one hector. Another hector is that again, this is what to be sabichan is that there is no Isr Chadash by a non-Jew's crop. And the third hetter found in some Rishonim is that the, the Isr of, of, of Chutzlaretz is only only in the land that's close, in close proximity, maybe the Emirates, I don't know, in close proximity to, uh, to Israel. So that has the, the Isr Drabanan of Chadash B'Chutzlaretz. But there was never an Isr Daraisa of, 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 uh, of Chadash in Chutzlaretz. But either way, the Minog is for, for uh, most Americans is that they are not careful and they will eat Chadash um, if someone wants to be machmer, and just by the way, there, there's what to rely on, but if you want to be machmer, you have to just be realistic, because in most, uh, most you know, out of town, especially if you live out of town, it's very difficult to keep it. So, uh, if you want, there's uh, the Ber Halacha, the Ber Halacha writes in Hilchah Shavuos, I think it's the end of Hilchah Pesach, right? But Hilchah Shavuos, he writes that, why does it have to be all or nothing? If you have the option of, you know, of getting something that's not Chadash, that's, we call Yashan, you might as well, right? You don't have to be all or nothing. I'm a Yashan guy, I'm not a Yashan guy. If you have the opportunity, you might as well be machmer. Okay, so now that we know that, let's look at the following following Mishnah. Vatnam, look at the Mishnah. Mishakara v'Oimer. So that day when they brought the Oimer, Yaitzinu Maitzin Shuki Yerushalayim Shemaleim Kamafakali. You'd walk outside. This is the first day Chalamayd, and all of a sudden everybody's selling flour. They're selling granola that was from the new crop, fresh product. Now, what's the problem with this? First of all, we're going to see that not only was there an iser of eating chadash before they brought the carbon, there was also an iser of ketzira. You were not allowed to harvest prior to, to the bringing of the carbon Pesach. So how in the world are these people uh, selling granola right in bags? How, how did you harvest your oats? How did you harvest your product before they brought the carbon? It doesn't make any sense. Like going to the pizza store right after Pesach, and uh, you see, uh, you know, fresh slice of fresh pie of pizza. You're like, what's going on here? How do you make this pizza right away? So the Mishnah says, This was that Chacham were not happy with the fact that they were selling this right after the the Hakrava Sa'imer. Not only that, there was some type of gzera. This is what the point of, of bringing this in is that there's a gzera that if you are allowed to be busy with it, you're busy preparing the granola. Forget about the fact that you shouldn't have harvested it. 
But now that you're busy with it, before they brought the carbon, they only brought the carbon to Cholamite. So they must have been busy with these oats and the flour before Pesach. So you might come to eat it. That's the sheet of the Chacham. Divi Rameir, that's Rameir. Rabbi Huda Aymer, Rabbi Huda says, no. No problem. There is no problem of using, of being busy with the Chadash, even before they brought the carbon. Uh, there's no problem. Ah, you might come to eat it. Rabbi Huda does not, is not concerned that you might come to eat it. So what do you see from here? See, Rabbi Huda was not concerned that they're going to eat it. So how come by chametz, Rabbi Huda says, don't do badikas chametz, you know, Arab Pesach afternoon, because there you might come to eat it. But chadash, no problem. You can mill it, you can package it, do whatever you want with your brand new oats. Because I'm not concerned you're going to eat it. So my Rava, Shani Chadash. Chadash is different. Why is Chadash different? First of all, you were not even allowed to harvest it. So how did these, how did this company, how did these people harvest the product? Oh, mitoshli tartle elayde kitov. The only way you're allowed to harvest it is if you do it bishinoi. We're going to see this maybe in the Sathas Kedushin and Menachos. If you do it bishinoi, if you pluck it by hand and you don't cut it the typical way, so then it's mutter. So therefore, since I did a shinoi, I did something strange. Who zachor? You remember not to eat it until they bring the carbon. Okay, so I'm like, buy a tena pashas katifa. Fine. At the time of plucking, when you're doing something weird, then everyone's going to remember. Don't eat it right now. But very nice. That was a few days ago. But tchino, when you're milling it, vayakada, you're sifting in ma'ikalameimar. At that point, you're not doing anything strange, so people might eat it. So the gemara says halikasha berichayad diyad vayakada gabi nafa. So according to this, Rava says. You would also have to do the milling in a strange way. Use a hand mill and not a water mill. That was a classic uh, machine they had then. And harkada, the sifting, would have to be in the back of the sieve and not the, the typical way of putting it in the sieve. Okay? So you'll always be reminded not to, not to, uh, not to eat it. But typically there is a concern. So by chametz, there's a concern you might eat it. By chadash, no concern. Elahadetnan, we looked in a Mishnah. Kaitzrin Beis Hashlachan. So Beis Hashlachan is a field that needs a lot of water. So it doesn't it doesn't uh, survive on rainwater alone. It needs extra water. So this is a, a Mishnah in the Mishnah in Ma'ir Cut. In the first Mishnah talks about these types of fields. If you're allowed to water it on Chalamayim, so if you remember Beis Hashlachan, Mesheba Amakim in the valley. So these. Uh, crop were not able to be brought as a carbon imer. So there's an opinion in the Gemara that holds that if this specific crop was not fitting, was not fit to be brought as a carbon, as the carbon imer, there is no problem of doing the katsira. Okay? Avaloi goichin. But the, the reason why they allowed you to do this is because people were hungry and there was a, you know, a hefzit involved if you didn't cut it before Pesach. So therefore they said, you know what, you're allowed, you're allowed to cut these things. They're not able to be brought as a carbon anyways. However, like Goichin, you cannot make piles because do that after Pesach. Like Kimna Kirav Yehuda, and this mission is like Rav Yehuda, that holds that you are allowed to do it. I, if you're allowed to cut it, I might eat it. Rabbi Huda's the one that holds. We're concerned you might eat on the job. So, Michael Lamemar, why are you telling me in one case I might eat it? In the other case, you're telling me don't, I'm not going to eat it. So, the Gemara says you're right. A new reason why there's a difference between Chadash and Chametz. Ella, Amra, Baya, Chadash. The Isser Chadash is Aser. Everyone knows Chadash is Aser. I mean, not today, but Chadash is Aser. And therefore, Badumine, people know already not to eat it. So even though it's mutter later, but for, the, for at least six months of the year, 
or whatever, 12 months of the year, until the next Pesach, you know every time you eat, you have to ask. In the same way we know things have to be kosher, we, back then, you have to ask, is this chadash or is this, or is this not chadash? This is yashan. So then, people separate from it. But chametz, chametz eat the whole year. 300 and, you know, and, and 44 days of the Jewish calendar, you're eating, you're eating uh, chametz. So for uh, so 56 days. For eight days, you're not eating chametz, so like people will not be baldomine. So it seems like at this point that the difference between chadash and chametz is based on human nature. Chametz is mutter the whole year, so it makes sense someone would make a mistake. But chadash is usher the entire year. You have to always wait for the next uh, year carbon for it to be mutter. Therefore, people will not end up eating it. So just one point there. Don't we? Yeah. Don't we say, don't we say the opposite by nida, basically? That what? Go for it. By nida, we're not, like, you don't, meaning you, you don't have to worry about being the opposite. Oh, pas basale. Right. Um, I don't see the comparison. Um, I'm just thinking. I, I would ask a question differently. Let me ask a different question. Maybe this would shed some light. So, is there a concern that I might eat the chadash? So, Abayah says no. Since it's baldumine, since people know that it's non-kosher, then one would not, there's no concern you might end up eating it. There's a chuvah sarashba, which is, which is we're really going to discuss this in, a, in about 12 daf. There's an isr called isr schaira. One of the simanam and shulchan arach and yaradeh is that a person is not allowed to do schaira bedvar masrum, which means let's say you want to open a non-kosher beef jerky business. You cannot. You want to compete with Slim Jims and you want to sell novella, non-kosher, you're not even advertising to the Jewish community. Totally trafe. Halach is you're not allowed to do it. That's a beferish of Mishnah in Masechta Shviyas. It is also a Gemara in We're going to get to it. You are not allowed to do that. There are different eterim. Let's say you're running a nursing home and there's non-kosher food involved. There's a lot to discuss. And it's a packed sugya, very applicable bazmanazet. The question is, why is this a problem? So the Rashba says, the problem is you might end up eating it. If you're, if you're allowed to do business, you're selling bacon, you might end up eating it. So the Binas Adam, which is the tshuva sefer written by the Chachmas Adam, better known as the Chaya Adam, he says, what are you talking about? Look at the Gemara Pesach and Daf Aleph. According to Abaya, Abaya says, the more us or something is, the less of a concern that I'm going to eat it. So that cannot be the reason for the Isra doing Shaira. So that's one discussion that comes out from our, our Gemara. What Chaim was asking is that by, by um, there's a question, the Gemara talks about this. How come by Nida, if a, if, a, if a man is with his wife and she's a Nida, there's a Chi of Kares. So how come there's no Isr Yichud with one's wife? So if you look in some of the Rishonim, the Ramban writes that back in the day they used to actually have separate homes when she was a Nida. Okay, don't, not, not good for Shalom Bayes. But, but um, halachically, there's a, a consideration, as Chaim said, of Pas Pesalai. So since it's Pas Pesalai, that, that's a heter. However, if you look in the halachas regarding Chasan and Kala, Pas Pesalai is not the only reason why it's, why it's allowed. It's it's because um, chasen kala also is pas basale. It's that we say yitzra miskaber love when they were never together. So there is a difference between the iser nida in general versus a husband wife who have already had uh, you know a relationship. So then they do have this heter of pas basale. Okay, just want to keep going. Ama rava. 
Rabbi says like this. Hold on a second. Abaya, you're answering the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda. But hold on. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Kasha, the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, like Kasha? There's no Kasha from the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan. The Chachamim said one thing by Chadash and one thing by Chametz. So the Gemara is like this. The Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, like Kasha, Kitashinin. As we answered, that Abaya said, Chadash Baldomine, Chametz, like Baldomine. The Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, Nami, like Kasha, and this is the story that we're going to Paskin, like, Hu Atzmai Mechazer, Alav, Lesarfai. You yourself are going to burn it. What are you doing? You're doing batikas chametz. So you're looking under the bed, you're looking at your rental car. Are you going to eat it now? You're, you're specifically going to burn it. Why would it be a concern? You have the biggest reminder in the world not to eat it because I'm doing batikas chametz. Okay. Now it seems like, this is the tshuva of the rivash, and the Berhalacha brings this down, that if you're not going to burn the chametz on Pesach, you are not allowed to handle chametz on Pesach. So that means, let's say, this is uh, an example I, I, I've given you know, plenty of times. You're buying a ball game. I used to call it the Yankee game. Let's say you're buying a Twins game for your uh, Twins fans, okay? You buy a Twins game on Pesach, and someone next to you uh, orders a hot dog, you know, calls out to the, the guy selling dogs, hot dog, okay? And they pass it down. You pass the five bucks, and now you pass down the hot dog. Am I allowed to pass the hot dog down on Pesach? I'm handling comments, and I'm not going to burn it now and giving it to this guy. So is there a concern that I might eat it? So we just said that something that's usser, Chadash, that was usser, your badlumine. You always separate from it, right? So if it's a treif, hot dog, I can't eat it. So why would there be more of a concern now that it's chametz? It's treif. I can't eat it anyways. There's no concern I'm going to eat it. Am I kind of it? It's not mine. It's, it's the nachris. It's my, uh, it's my uh, you know, fellow guy watching the game. It's his hot dog. What about a beer? A beer is kosher. It's chametz. So if you drink beer the whole year, it's, it, it, we're allowed to drink beer. So it's not baldamine. Halachli, one would not be able to pass the beer on Pesach. Now, it's only an Issa Durabanan. It's not an Issa Durabanan because I'm not kind it. It's not mine. There's a Xera. I might drink the beer. One could argue there's no Xera here because it's not yours. You didn't pay for it. But depending on the situation, you could drink it and then say, oh, I thought it was for me. And then you pay and then you give it to the other guy. So there would, in fact, be a concern and you are not allowed to pass the beer down on Pesach. However, as we know, back in Brachas days, any time we're only dealing with an Issa Durabanan, if it's a Kavad Abrius, or, you know, it's, it's really, you don't want to make a Chil Hashem, they know you're Jewish even under the cap, right? So you don't want to, to, to start up. So if need be, one could be Mekel, even though it's an Issa Durabanan here, B'Sha'as Chak one can be makel, and you could pass that beer. But otherwise, it would be an iser. Okay, so, so that, that's one terrace. So Ravashi Yomar, Ravashi is a different terrace. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, like Kasha, Kemach Vekali. Now, we're talking about Kemach Vekali. This whole discussion in Menachas regarding selling Chadash product, that was talking about Kemach Vekali. It's flour, it's granola, it's, it's kali. Nobody ate it. Since nobody ate it like that, there was no concern you're going to eat it. So the Gemara says, Hadrav Ashi Bedusi, Hadtenach Mikali Velach. Very nice. Let's say they dried it out in the oven and they made granola. I mean, today we assume granola is, is a good tasting thing. But Meikara Ad Kali Maikalamemar. What happened until this point when it was still a good oat? So how come there was no concern you're going to eat it? Vechitem Aidei Kitov, that you plucked it through Kitov, which is plucking, and you remember by making a simon, Kedarava, Ela Koytsu Mesa Shachana Veshavmakim, Vekimna Kirabiyuda Maikala Meimar. There, why would it be, you're doing it in the, in the typical way, you're not using a 
Shinoi, Ashi, Badusi, we don't go with Rav Ashi's tarots. We're back to square one. The difference between Chadash and Chametz is that Chadash people separate the entire year from. Chametz they do not. And therefore, there is more of a concern that you're going to eat Chametz versus eating Chadash. Now, is that true? Rabbi Huda holds. Anytime I don't separate from something, Typically, there's a gzera of atnan. We learned in the Mishnah, Daf Chavtes, Lo Yikiv in Shabbos, Lo Yikiv Adam Shivaferes Shel Beitza. You cannot hollow out a eggshell. Vimalena Shemen Vitena Bitzat Haner. So you fill it up with olive oil on Arab Shabbos. You cannot do this and put it into a candle. B'Shul Shetehim and Atefes. You put it right next to a candle, and you have your contraption, your uh, delayed candle that the olive oil drips into the ner throughout Shabbos. Your original Shabbos clock. Why can't I do that? So we learned this way back, Shabbos uh, that there's a concern I might take some oil from the from the from from the eggshell on Shabbos. I'm going to need some you know oil for my salad dressing. I'm going to take some oil. So I feel heres, even if it's cheres where it's disgusting. Once it's a kli cheres, the oil gets bad. Still, there's still a concern. Rabbi Yehuda Matar says I'm not concerned. You're going to take olive oil. So what's going on? Rabbi Yehuda says when I'm when things I'm, t- I'm, I'm comfortable eating throughout the year or throughout the week, there shouldn't be a, th- there should be a gzera. So how come he's not gzera on Shabbos? There should be a gzera. You might come take oil on Shabbos. Forget about how you're over. Let's leave that for Shabbos, Sugya. But you see, So the Gemara says, Shabbos, Shabbos is so chamer, people know Shabbos, you don't, you don't take oil on Shabbos. Okay, is that true of Rami the Shabbos? So the Shabbos are, are bringing you a case of where you are concerned on Shabbos. You have a pit, uh, rope that was tied to a pitcher that snapped, so you, and you need to get water on Shabbos. Don't use a, don't tie it in a knot. You make a, you make a slip knot, a, a, a loop. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer Karech Lav Punda Ipsakia of a Vachloy Anvan. Rabbi Yehuda holds. You have to. Uh, Wrap a belt on it or a or a uh, garter, but don't make a don't make a uh, a loop. So what do you see from here? Isn't it because Rabbi Yehuda holds? If I allowed you to make an aniva, there's a gzera you might actually tie it. So you see, he is does make gzeras on Shabbos. The Gemara says kasha the Rabbi Yehuda kasha the Rabbanan the Rabbanan. So the Gemara says the Rabbanan the Rabbanan like kasha shemen b'shemen mechalif. Someone's looking for oil to add to his bread or something on Shabbos. He might make a mistake. He might take from the wrong jar. That jar is right on top of the fire. He's going to take from that one. But Aniva Bikshir Lamachal, if you tell people to just make a very simple slip knot and don't make and make loops, don't make a real knot, they'll understand. There's a special knot to make on Shabbos. So it's not in the Kasha. You think Rabbi making a Xeri or no? He holds Aniva's a problem. He himself holds Aniva He holds Aniva is considered making a knot on Shabbos and therefore it's Asr. Okay, another stira. We'll ask a contradiction between the Rabbanan and the Rabbanan. It says in the Mishnah you could tie a pail with a belt. You cannot use a rope on Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda says you could even use the rope. So what type of rope are we talking about? Classic rope. Rabbi Yehuda Matir. You'll have to tie a rope on Shabbos. You're going to leave it there. It's a good rope. You're going to leave it on the pail. You're talking about a weaver's rope. 
where you would not use that typically. And therefore, as soon as you got your water, you would untie it. So it's not a Kesha Shakayama. It's like making a tie on Shabbos. And the How can the Rabbanon Armachme here? I, it's a weaver's rope. It's like making a tie. You're going to untie it two minutes later. They made a gzera. If I allow you to use a weaver's rope, you might use a typical rope. So you see a gzera. So do Chum make gzeras or do they not make gzeras? The Mars is in. They do make gzeras. Only when it makes sense. If a person might confuse rope A with rope B, and, and he might think you're allowed to make an, uh, uh, use a typical rope. But you don't confuse the loop and A not. The Gemara asks again, Is it true that any time you, you uh, typically don't separate from it, there's, there's no gzera? You have a bachar, you have a, the firstborn animal, you have to bring it as a carbon, the kayin eats it, <coughs> Now, you're not allowed to put a mum in the Bukhar. It says, You're not allowed to add a mum to it. So let's say, It's seized with blood, meaning it needs to bloodlet. And you have to, you know, poke it. So, even if we allow it to, even if it's going to die, if I don't do Hakazah's dam, we do not allow you to do Hakazah's dam. Why? Because maybe you're going to end up putting a mum in it. And you're not allowed to put a mum in the animal. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, v'chamer no. Yakis, you should be yakis dam v'achliyatabamam. Just make sure that this hakazas dam is not going to create a mum, a blemish in the animal. So what do you see? Rabbi Yehuda holds you're never allowed to do hakazas dam because maybe you're going to do it in a way that makes a mum, even though everyone knows kachim, kachim is different. It's hecha de badumine. Everybody knows you don't touch kachim. So you told me hecha de badumine like Gazer Rabbi Yehuda, and here you are, Gazer. So what's going on here? So the Gemara says, Hasam, we, have to, we, we didn't think about another factor here. Here, there's cash involved. The person's concerned for his money. And if he doesn't do Akaza's dam, the animal's going to die. So then Amrinon, we say like this, if you allow him uh, to do Akaza's dam, so if you allow the Kayin, we're talking about a Kayin here, if you allow the Kayin who's going to... He's just he's just uh, doing a kazas dam here, but he might do it in a in a place where you didn't where you would actually make a mum. Why? Because he wants to save his animal. So he showers late. B'makam she noisim b'mum. Us in the med, but b'makam she noisim b'mum, which is an issue deraisa of la yibay mum. Okay, so that's not a kasha. One more v'rabbanan. The rabbanan and the rabbanan who say that a person's b'hal alma moinoi. So how do they hold that? They're, how come they say you are allowed to do Akazastam? So Kol Shikain. It makes more sense to allow you to do it. Because If we don't allow you to do it at all, we'd say everything is off, so then you might end up doing it. You're not going to follow the book. So if you're too machmir, then you're not going to care about anything. You're always going to just poke holes in the animal, even in a place where it's going to make a mum. So therefore the Ham say, we might as well tell you what's mutter. You are allowed to do it if it's not going to cause a mum. So they, so if we don't allow you to do that, you're you're not going to listen to anything, and you're you're going to end up doing worse. Okay, so the Gemara is like this: Do we say in Rabbi Yehuda's shita that a person is nervous about money, and because of that, you're going to violate an iser? But now not in a mission. You cannot use a metal comb to comb the animals here on Yantif. You're going to scratch the animal, you're making a chabura on Yantif. Avamakartsifin, you can use a wooden uh, comb. 
af in makarts when you can't do uh, any of these. Vitanya, ezu kider, ezu kirtsov, kider is katana, these are small, thin teeth in the comb. Vaisen chabura, it makes a scratch. Kirtsov is gedailim, vein oisen chabura, it does not make a chabura. So what do you see from here? Rabbi Huda is not concerned for kartsev. I, why are we not concerned that if you are able to do kirtsov, which is a small combing, you might do a serious combing because the animal is the tsar and you're worried about your, you know, your wagyu beef. Uh, your Kobe beef, and you want to make sure that this, you know, this steer doesn't have anything bothering him. It's your money involved. So why are we not concerned? Adam ball In the case where you don't do akasas dam, if you the coin lets the animal just suffer, he might die. You're not going to have any animal. I mean, adam ball money. It's a it's a loss on principle. So the animal won't be so comfortable. Okay. You won't sell it for a top dollar, but you still be able to salvage most of it. So Adam Bahol So the Gemara says one more thing. If a person can confuse bread and bread, you might end up eating matzah. But kidur bekirtzav, it's two different types of combs. If a person does not uh, make that mistake, and therefore there is no concern if I allow you to use comb A, which is the heter comb, your Shabbos, you know, uh, brush. There's no concern you might not end up using your other brush. There's two different brushes, two different combs, and therefore Rabbi uh, Yehuda is not concerned. Okay, just do let's just do the Mishnah, and the Gemara will uh, take us to next to the next daf. So we'll just do the Mishnah and we'll leave it at that. Rameir Eimer. Rameir says like this. Now we you know we started the Masech going through Bedikas Hametz. We got into some concerns after Bedikas Hametz with the weasel dragging it, and now we're up to Beer Hametz, burning your Hametz. So you're allowed to eat the entire fifth hour, and when the sixth hour comes, so if we have a, you know, a six o'clock sunrise, six o'clock sunset, we'll just use noon as, uh, the, as the end of the sixth hour. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're allowed to eat up until 11 o'clock, but once the sixth hour begins, the beginning of the sixth hour, which is your 11 a.m. hour, up until noon, so then you have to start burning. But you have to finish burning by noon. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a Erchon Kalaiba, this is how we paskin. Rabbi Yehuda holds you could eat the entire fourth hour up until, you know, 10 o'clock on that scale. The toilet Kochamesh, the fifth hour is toilet. You're not allowed to eat it, but you are allowed to have Hana. You don't have to burn it yet. But start from the Chilashesh, and then you have to already begin burning it the beginning of the sixth hour. Va'oit Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Shtei Chalash al There were two Chalas of Taita Basulis, they were Apostle. They were on the bench in the base of Mikdash and Harabayas on Arab Pesach, and it was like a simon, and people would know, you know, when the Zman is. Kozman Shemunachas, when they're both there, Kalamach, and everybody's eating Chametz. I guess it was a symbol that you could eat it. Nidlaachas, once they took one loaf, Toyland, they know you cannot eat anymore, you could just have Hanab, you cannot eat to feed your dogs, but you cannot eat any more Chametz. Loyachim Vaisarfen. Nitlushte, and if both chalas have been removed, then it's chilu kolaam sarf, and everybody starts burning the chametz. So, we learn our third sheeta, chulin achon ka'aba, you could eat chulin the entire fourth hour up until 10 o'clock. The truma kochamesh, truma have an extra hour, the sarf from tchilashesh, once the sixth hour comes in, you should start burning. So, we pass in like the middle sheeta. If you look, you have that aleph um, in your gemara, eichlin kolaaba, vetalin kochamesh. So, we we know the soiv zman achilas chametz is the at the end of the fourth hour of the day. So we mentioned this before, how do you know when this is? You look at your Zmanim calendar, it's the Soif Zman Tefillah. It's the Soif Zman of, of when you could dive in Shemana because we learned in the Mishnah, four hours into the day. So if you look, 
There's a Mishabur that is often quoted here. The Mishabur says there's two Zmanim when it comes to Tfilah, when it comes to Kriyashma, there's two Zmanim when it comes to Bidikas Chamet, to, to Bir Chamet. How do you have two Zmanim? See, if you ever look at a Kriyashma uh, Zmanim thing, it will tell you the Magan Avram Zman and the Graz Zman. So where does this come from? So we know that a person could say Kriyashma up until three hours into the day. We learned that in Brachas. How do you calculate hours in the day? Do you go by from Hanitzachama, which is sunrise until sunset, or do you go from Ma'alaisa Shachar until Tzitzikacham? So the Magan Avram goes the longer, you know, day from Alois until Tzitz. So his Zman is always earlier than the Gura Zman. And the Gura says, no, we go from Nates until Shkia. So it's a Machlekes. When it comes to Kriyashma, theoretically it's a Dura, right? So one should be Machmir. And that's the Mishaburah's Psak. However, for most people, they're not machmer on this. Or Moshe Feinstein was Mako. Many Paisim were Mako. says, no, you can always go with the Grozman. Let's say you have two million in, shul, in, in town. One minion is going to get the Zman Kriyashma. One minion will only get the later Zman Kriyashma. According to the Mishabur, you have a daven at the earlier Zman. According to the Mishabur, you should even miss minion in order to get the Kriyashma with the Brachis Peshatai. However, we don't pass them like that for the most part. So I find it interesting that often you're going to see that they'll pick the earlier Zman for Saif Achilles, you know, Saif Zman Achilles Chametz. When all year round, we're making, even by Kriyashma, which is a Chi of Daraisa, let's assume the Zman Kriyashma is Daraisa as well, to, uh, you know, we go with the later Zman. So halachically, one could definitely go with the later Zman. It could be a 40 minute difference. It could be Shalom Bias difference, you know, if uh, the bagel wasn't ready, whatever, your Starbucks, whatever you need before your Saif Zman Achilles uh, Chametz. So you could definitely go with the later Zman. Just look at your myzmanim.com. Look for your Saif Zman Tefillah, because they always go with the Grad there. And that will be the Zman of Saif Zman Achilas Chametz. Okay, we'll stop here. I met Hashem tomorrow. The, the, the Gemara goes into a longer discussion, so it's a good place to stop. Have a good night.